Hey, Skill Seekers, you are listening to episode 17 of the Skill Seeker podcast. Today, I am joined by Kat Curl from Everyday Magic and Readings for Clarity. Really excited to have Kat Curl on. She's someone who has taught me a lot about everyday magic, intuition, going with the flow, and just being one of those people in my life that has helped the logical override that tends to happen, I guess, when you are aware of things and then suddenly your logical brain needs to make sense of those things. Just really leaning into and trusting my own instincts and intuition. She is so sweet. She's so sweet. And I just, for the first time ever since doing this podcast, I just threw the questions out the window. Didn't even pull them, like I have them in a folder so I can have them in front of me so I don't get distracted. And um, if I do get distracted, I can pull it back on track very quickly. But I just... I just didn't even get those that list of questions out for Kat because I just knew it would be exactly what it was meant to be. It's just going to go with the flow, just going to be really chilled and laid back and honest, I guess. Just whatever would have to be said, would, would need to be said, was said. So... I yeah didn't didn't stick with the usual structure and usual flow of a skill seeker podcast, but I think that in this case it was for the best. So let's jump on in and take a listen to the super sweet cat curl from Everyday Magic and Readings for Clarity. Of course, like always, if you're listening and want to know more about the guest, uh, flick over to the show notes. And you can find all of the URLs to all of the things that are useful and meaningful and click direct. Done the hard work for you. Let's jump in. You're listening to the Skill Seeker podcast and I'm your host, Emily. Let's get real and drop that insta-perfect fail. We have one big question for all of our guests. What do you know now that you wish you knew then? Join me each week for a dose of inspiration and education as we chat with amazing women in business, sharing their stories and lessons learned. I love loved I keep laughing at it I keep seeing it the post that you did I've definitely banged you in my dreams is that how it went but sexually or with a sledgehammer my little secret I keep seeing it so funny it makes me laugh every time out loud I'm glad lots of people have said that it's made them laugh out loud which is nice because is that something you did you make that up or did you see that and you're like that is so no, true? I saw that and thought that is so true. Yeah, it's, funny. That. it's funny how many people that resonated with. Like what sort of what yes. sort of stickers are we friends with? I thought it was just me having these crazy ideas. <laughs> and it's lots of different people, like from different kind of it's not like the same thinking type of group. Yeah, I thought everyone would come together with the notion of sex or sledgehammers. <laughs> That's right. Because we've all been there in both moments. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going? How are you feeling? We're recording, yeah. by the way. Just, we can edit yeah. this out. Just so you know. Yeah. 
oh my god my vagina right now (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) oh yeah no just you know the moldy house situation and having to call the ambos on saturday night and yeah and i feel like he's my resilient robust child you know and yeah and he, he and it was that you know that i assume you know croup but you know like that croupy cough and the not being able to breathe and yeah oh so scary we had all the time but maybe we'll move next week so well i'm feeling like you're getting some money <laughs> that's right money's coming in so yeah two rentals that we're looking at and one we applied for and the other one I said look we've applied for another one and this is our second choice so I'll I'll let you know yeah but all my books so I have two bookcases and I would say 95% of my books have mold on them and I'm going to have to throw them out no yeah that's (laughs) devastating yeah and or our, our our lounge, our couch, our dining chairs, all our beds. Like, and we have like our bed, the two kids' bed, single beds, a double bed for the guest room, and a sofa bed. It's all gonna have to go. Is, is there insurance for that? Oh, Tony's gonna call and find out. Yeah. But it, but it would be easier for us if it was because then the insurance company would chase owners rather than us having to go to tribunal. So. <sighs> yeah. oh gosh so well, it's a massive lesson in non-attachment mm-hmm. for me at the moment yeah right yeah interesting I love that you can always find the silver lining to that I'd still be crying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't cry Tony said uh what was it because one of the journals that I wrote in when Hugh was born is moldy and I was like, oh, my God, I was crying. I'm like, but it's just, you know, the book's fine. But, like, and he was like, well, I'm sure we can do something with it. We could just keep it in a sealed plastic bag or something. And I was like, no, it's okay. I can throw it away. I just need to cry about it first. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just need to process this because, oh, you know. This is so interesting. So interesting. Sorry, you know how before I pushed record, just in case you leave yeah. this bit in, yeah, I was yeah. talking about the symbols in my dreams. Yeah. One of the one of the lessons in the symbols in my dreams was that there are symbols in the darkness. Like you don't have to have oh, it was yeah. like light. I was having light lights on a black background, and I was seeing these symbols. And then all of a sudden, I was getting black symbols on a black background. Mm-hmm. So it was saying yeah. like you. Yeah, I was thinking like you can have you can have meaning even in. Like, that's my interpretation of it anyway. Yeah. Like it doesn't have Absolutely. to be black and white. There's black and black, but yes. still relevant. Yes, exactly. And all the shades of grey and all of that. It's really interesting because I'm not a fan of let's all love and light it, you know? Like, anyone who's not willing to see what's in the darkness mm. is <laughs> is repressing something. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. So, yeah, there, and there's, like you know, that there's a reason why we call things like the dark night of the soul and stuff, because it's, you know, you, you learn in the dark, like there's this whole process. Yes. In the dark and yeah. 
and all the symbols. And, and actually, speaking of symbols, when I was looking at my bookcase, at what was moldy, oh my gosh, the Daring Greatly, which was fine, ju yeah. literally jumped out of the bookcase and fell into like some water that we had on. It was for the, it was for the cat that we're, we're cat sitting. But, and it fell in the water and I was like, well, that one's gone too. Great. Great. You know, <laughs> but I was like, it, it was daring greatly. That was like this, the, the yeah. symbolic book that like kamikaze. <laughs> Self-sacrificed. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. so, so much to see. Isn't there just so much to see mm. depending on okay. how willing you are to see. Yes. Like you, yeah. you can see nothing. It's like art. You know, when you go like hanging in a gallery, you can go to yeah. it and you're like, eh, it's just like lines and sticks. I see nothing. And then the artist has this like entire story yeah. about what it was created. And then another random will just come up and be like, oh, I see this. I see this in that. Yeah. Yes. And kids are really good at that. Kids are really good at that. And as you know, like the tea leaves and stuff, this intuition practice in the in the group and or, yep. well, anywhere really but yeah it's if, if you see a symbol in something you can you know just take notice of it and be aware of the symbol like I think there's the two sides there that if you go and you're like searching for the symbol and analyzing it and what is it you're just kind of you know it's the same as logically overriding yourself by going, oh, no, no, that's not a symbol. That's, that's probably this, this, this. It's like yes. it's the same thing. You've got to be open to seeing it without getting really attached to it. Exactly. That's one of the things that I am definitely aware of myself at the moment. It's like wasn't willing to see that there were symbols and stuff and messages and, and whatever. Then moved to the stage where I'm like, oh, I'm aware of this stuff now but my brain wants to take the symbol. Like it wants to take the flower in the teacup when I look at it and go, oh, there's a flower in the tea leaves and go, okay, that means that I need to go to the nursery and purchase some plants because this weekend I'm going to do gardening. It's like, no, I don't get to decide what that means. <laughs> It's just, yeah. I take yeah. note, take note of that. And then the next yeah. piece will come. Yeah. And we're taught to proof it all the yeah. time. Like the way we grow up is well in mostly in, in first world Western countries, I'm going to say we're, we're taught to prove it, like prove mm. it all the time. Like, and so people need proof. So then eventually almost to justify our own symbols, we need to be like, well, it was this and this came down and, and this, but you know, the book fell out, fell out of the bookcase. I just was like, Oh, another book, you know, in a moment I was like, Oh, another book. And then when I walked past it later, I was like, Oh, it's there. And I did notice, I was like, Oh, it's daring greatly. Mm -hmm. I didn't like, you know, I paid attention to it, but I didn't really, you know, mm -hmm. I was, I was in the moment of like still, still finishing the job. And, and then like later I was like, Oh, and I feel like that's how more symbols come mm. and the meanings come rather than having, okay, well, it's, it's daring greatly. And what am I daring greatly about? And is, is throwing out all the books daring greatly? And it's you know, like, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It yeah. is. And in the, the moment, it's like the moment that you notice you have to, to prove it. It's like that has to happen mm. instantly. 
but yes. so often it's later on. Yeah, and I used to like, I used to kind of, uh, I don't know if I got caught up in it, but so different houses we've lived in, I've sensed different things, obviously. Some, some freaky, some not. And in one house, I used to always have these dreams that I'm your friend, from Jenny, from, oh, I don't know, I, I want to say 1962 now, but I have a feeling it was like 1942 or something in the dream. But it was very clear. Yeah. It was like, and I knew there was something going on with that and the bathroom of the house. And he was really curious. And Tony would be like, okay, well, just Google it. You know, and people would be like, just look it up. Just see if you can find, find the proof. And so, you know, I would, but I wouldn't search far. And then it's like, why? Like, mm-hmm. why do I need to do that? Like, yeah. if this, you know, and, and people would, it's funny because there would always be like quite loud stomping footsteps inside that house. So if everyone was outside on the back veranda, it, like no matter who you were, skeptic or not, you, know, yeah. you would hear those footsteps. And you would think, oh, is someone home? But no, everyone's out here. So, but once people heard that, you know, they had yeah. their own proof that, that that actually, you know, that was there. So they could accept that, that, oh, that's, that's interesting. But, you know, some people would then try and logic it out into, oh, it's yeah. this, that, the other. Or, yeah, but it's definitely that concept of, like, you need to experience it and feel it. And, you know, other people are just going to ask you, you know, like, why? Mm-hmm. Or prove it or you know and but if they're set in their mind that it's not like you could say oh well I look this up and they say oh well you can google to find anything just like you can find science to back anything you know like it's yeah so there's really no point in trying to justify it exactly you've just got to trust and that's really hard sometimes no it's like yeah I'm like yes this is so true because me from a very science background Mm. was like okay you can prove or disprove anything. Like you just decide whether or not you want to prove it and you can with a science experiment and your brain works the same. If you have limiting beliefs, I can't, I can't do X, Y, Z, then you're never going to do it. Your brain's always going to prove you right. Like why, why would your brain work against you? It's just not going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I love science as well. I love the science around all things and, especially like brain science that's really fun. I used to before kids I used to read like a lot yep. of neurology stuff and also you know the the quantum physics stuff is coming more and more into into play Absolutely. now so like pretty much if you really want to prove it sure just look up some quantum physics and go well this is it you yep. know but it's it's also that piece of like well if it's real to you it's real mm. like and that can be whether it's you know, I don't know what you want to call it, like intuition, sixth sense, or anxiety, or I can't do this, or like... I was going to say pain. Yeah, pain, yeah. So, I mean, you've just got to choose your experience. It sounds very cliche, but I don't mean it in the... You've just got to choose your experience. I'm not about ignoring things. Yeah. You do have to decide, like, do I need proof for every single thing in my life? Like, especially with... We often trust our like feelings for people you know and it's quite natural for us to go oh I have a funny feeling about that person so I will kind of not fully trust or oh I'm in love with this person and I you know I want to be with them and yeah you don't need proof like we don't go well well, what's the proof of that yeah like prove your love prove I mean there's a lot of like um 
I guess, Hollywood around that. But Yeah, yeah, you know, and it also well, ends up slightly crazy. Like, yeah. when yeah. did that situation yeah. ever work out well? Mm. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I saw something the other day, actually. I wish I could remember it exactly, but it said, Romeo and Juliet is not a love story. It is um, a story of, like, three days, a couple's experience in three days, but ended in mass murder like yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah it's like, so true really true so we need to think about that <laughs> yes cool. our yeah. benchmarks yeah cool. what yeah cool. yeah and then Big. people who are intuitive you know they don't all wear crushed velvet and we don't all like go up and and this is one <laughs> thing that I get a lot from people people are like oh you're kind of quite normal you know and I wouldn't say I'm normal but <laughs> you, you know but, stand out in a crowd yeah yeah <laughs> how dare you no. I thought you know my I mean? aura would be just you yeah, know yeah. you could golden, blend in like <laughs> the sun um, <laughs> but yeah it's funny because people have this perception of like you know you're the woo kind of thing and I don't like that term you know so I have beautiful friends who own it but generally it's it's done as a brush off which which for me I'm like no you don't don't brush it off yeah yeah so I, I just totally thought of something else and got distracted but with the like with animals and you know they know when there is a huge disaster coming they go away you know they trust and we trust that animals can do that mm. but anyone here that can do that is like yeah. oh you know any humans it's like Oh, you must be out there. You must like have crystals everywhere and you must smell like incense. And I'm not saying I don't have crystals or that I don't use like <laughs> incense. But you know, there's this kind of cliche, like this this type of person, how you look, how you are, and yeah, kind of that, ooh, I'm I'm so out there and a little bit Phoebe from friends and stuff like that <laughs> as well, you know. <laughs> One thing that I want to know from your perspective, yeah. how does it impact on having a business? How does what? Intuition? Or intuition. Opinion? No, <laughs> intuition. Like you're very, very, um, if there was a scale of one to 10, I'm like a two, right? I'd say you're a 10, just based on my own Thanks. I wouldn't say you're well, a two, by the way. Perspective. Oh, thanks. It's just not as, I'm just not as refined as you. But how does, like, because I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going. So I'm going to have, I come up with a plan. I'm probably less, I'm probably jumping off this frame of thought, but it's, it's like society expects you to have a well-documented business plan for the business idea. Uh-huh. Like that's just the social yeah. norm and yeah. almost like that's your proof. If you don't have it, you're not going to succeed almost. You know what yeah. I'm saying? How, <laughs> I'm saying where I'm I'm like, thinking, I don't really have a, a, um, have a plan. It's just <laughs> I know for certain yeah. you don't have a structured business document. No, no, I don't. And I did. Like when I had my natural therapies clinic, I absolutely did. I had policies and procedures. I had, oh my, like I had everything. I had all the things that you need, which are, you know, the policies and procedures manuals, all the, like I had practitioners there, we had license agreements, we had the, uh, the culture, we had like everything, all of that. It doesn't, it, and it was fine and it didn't necessarily work in the sense that the energy wasn't 
quite there. When before, when it was just a couple of us and we didn't really have much, it was actually it actually flowed a lot more freely than than having that structure in the sense that we all kind of worked together and knew what the ethos was. But then when we had the structure, it almost brought in people who needed the structure and the the guidelines and the how to do this. So they weren't actually capable of taking any initiative themselves, you know, <laughs> or it was a very community-based type place. So going out and meeting the people, the other business owners, that was really an integral part of what we were doing, you know, and, and some people would just want to sit in their room and expect that, you know, clients would show up again, <laughs> a bit like loving and lighting it and just manifesting it. So yeah, it's very interesting. So I, and I get that. And I love that it works for some people. Like we definitely need guidelines and I've managed other clinics before where I've been able to do like the, like it is the procedures, like instructional procedures really specifically. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're really helpful, you know, because they just show people how to do something. In terms of my business now, (laughs) how do I find it? I think with both, with when I got into the policies and procedure stuff, I went less intuitive. And more like, how am I supposed to do this? And I was working with business uh, coaches and stuff like that. So that was kind of too far that way. And it so it attracted too much that way. And then now I probably do most things intuitively. <laughs> and when I've recently worked with a coach, I have different coaches. I felt that some of them, you know, are, okay, you do it my way and then and then it doesn't necessarily work. I think you have to, for me, I have to work with someone who understands that intuitively I know, but they, need, they help to facilitate that kind of process and give that space. So whenever I plan something business-wise now, I tend to just feel into it. And asking the right questions is really important. Same with anything, even if you're asking intuition, you know, asking a clear question is, is very helpful. And so, yeah, I, I know, and you know I've got, like, a baby due in, you know, six weeks to, to, to a, few, a couple of months. And I would like to have a plan. <laughs> and I keep actually, and for months I've been like, that's my plan. Like, and I do have a broad kind of outline mm-hmm. of what I'm, what I'm doing. And at this state, and I have, you know, the date of like, okay, well, baby's due from here on. So I'm just going to have to play it by ear from like those weeks. Yeah. And I'd like to, you know, organize different things that I'm sharing in, in different groups with, with the clients and, you know, the beautiful, the beautiful little community in, in the group there. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely about balancing. And every time I sit down to do the plan, you know, something interrupts me always at the moment so to me you know whereas before you get really frustrated same with like a computer glitch same with all of those things you're just like oh why is it taking so long and I just want to do this but actually now I'm kind of as I've, I've spoken to you before about kind of allowing the interruption mm. and accepting the interruption you know it's not I'm not perfect at that either and trusting that's a sign like often if there's a read I'm doing a reading and like I need to go to the bathroom I'll go to the bathroom and then like in that space of walking from here to the bathroom and back 
it'll be like, oh, right, there's another piece that needed just a clear space to kind of drop in. Yeah. And so trusting that timing, definitely when you run a business can be tricky because mm-hmm. we all want to meet our own deadlines and tick our to-do lists and feel like we've accomplished something because, you know, making a contribution is important. As a human, we feel like that's valuable. Yeah, so it's, it's, I think it's just about finding the balance. And very clearly for me, uh, I can receive an inquiry, say, and I can very clearly know, like, if that person's a flag or not, mm. which is helpful, you know, because <laughs> often people, like, you know, have the introductory session or the one-to-one, and I still, I still am willing to do some of those with, with certain things. But generally, I'll be like, okay, you're inquiring about this. And, you know, there's something, there's something not quite aligned. And, you know, generally, it shows up eventually. But, yeah, trusting. And I've made mistakes of, of going, oh, no, you're just not being kind. Come on, give that person the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And then, then, it, then it kind of essentially, screwing it, can I say screwing itself over? Screwing, screw, being screwed over and it all being messed up. Yeah. So, isn't that so funny? I think that we, like we do give people the benefit of the doubt because we don't want to we don't want to be wrong sometimes. Like you want it because you do want to do the right thing as a human being. You're like, oh yeah, maybe it's yeah. just the way I'm feeling today or Ooh. something. And I was telling Beck about the time I went wedding dress shopping because I feel like this is an analogy for life. Yeah, and it's like something that's really stuck with me. So I went to a shop and I chose three dresses to try on. Yeah. And of those three dresses, I, I picked the do. one I liked the most. Yeah. And then I purchased that one and then didn't go into another dress shop again because I had one. I just moved on to the next job, yeah. right? Yeah. Just keep yeah. moving on to the next job. <laughs> Makes sense. That's it how does. I operate as a person until it's like, you know, a client and you're like, maybe, no, maybe this is the fear of me stepping up. Maybe this person Mm -hmm. is challenging because I'm trying to step up and I'm self-sabotaging. I often think this, right? This is the one, this is my go-to problem. And then it's like, no, I'll work with, and always that wrong. Always. It's never me stepping up. It's always just the, I should have listened to the flag. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I should just apply that wedding dress theory to people as well it's like i've dismissed you for whatever reason so i'm just gonna put that down and move on like it's only ever a problem if you keep looking back and wondered what if yeah what if i was wrong what if i had a problem with that client what happens if i missed out on my opportunity to step it up yes yeah and also i think you know we also as you said we value kindness Mm. and you know, nobody wants to discriminate on something random. And at the same time, it's also, it's okay to trust your feeling of, okay, maybe we're not a great fit. And it's not necessarily going, you know, I don't, I don't like you or you're a mean person or mm. any of that. It's just like, I don't feel that we can work well together. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Like it's okay for the client to say that too. You know, yeah. that's, that's human interaction. And Absolutely. I think we also, with your own business, it can be tricky because you think, oh, we come from this mentality when you're self-employed, I feel, and this may be from, you know, when I had a clinic because 
um, trade-wise, I'm a remedial therapist and um, massage therapist. So, you know, you, you have this point where you think, well, I'll book them in because, you know, I want to make the X amount of dollars by the end of the week, you know, and it's just one client. So, you know, I'll just do that. And I really learned actually massaging that some clients are really, really energy draining mm. and some aren't, you know, some you you feel, everyone feels fulfilled after the interaction, you know, it's really, it's really interesting. and. If you say yes to a lot of the, the draining, you know, clients, and I, it makes me laugh because I'm thinking of the term that Mystic Medusa uses, which is energy vampires, you know, you don't enjoy what you're doing. You get resentful and it's not kind to the client to book them in to say yes in general. It's not, you know, the best, it's not the best choice to go, I'm going to say yes, even though I don't want to. And then I'm going to feel resentment towards you and I'm not going to tell you that I'm going to expect you to understand my resentment because I said yes and I haven't given you any, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy that we do that. And we do it so often as well, like intuitively, I don't, I don't want to make those plans. I, for some mm. reason, I don't know why, but I don't want to go on that date. But we still say, yeah, I'll go. And then we feel resentment or we say, yes, I'll help you with that. I'll help you move house. I didn't really don't want to, but I want to be a good friend. And, you know, so if we sit back and we go, okay, I want to be a good friend. How can I be a good friend? But I don't want to help them move house. Mm. You know, okay, well, how about I come and help you unpack or, you know, let me shout you dinner one night. You know, like, you know, there's many different options. We don't have to say yes to the one thing if we're getting a little intuitive flag. And, you know, sometimes it's just a niggle. It's not like a, hey, no, like you've got a big (laughs) scream. It's like. Sometimes it's like a bit of a, mm. yeah. it's more often than not. It's like, the, mm. if, it's not a, if it's not a full yes, you know, say I'm not sure, <laughs> feel into it. You can process all that. Is it me not wanting to step up? Is it my own stuff? Yes or no. And then you can go back and say yes or no, or say, I can't do that, but I can do this. I really want to help you. And that's, you know, you can say that doesn't feel right for me. And, you know, some people will take that. Some people won't. <laughs> depends on the friendship yeah which also says a lot about the friendship right yeah yeah it does it does which is yes exactly and there's often I pause before I say to someone let me know if there's anything I can help you with Mm -hmm. because I want to really mean it yes so sometimes I will say let me know if there is something I can do because Sometimes there are many things that I can't do that they're looking for help with, you know, yeah. like don't ask me to do your accounting. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take twice or three times as long as it would if you did it yourself, you know. So intuition isn't always about like fortune telling, knowing the future. It's so much about living in alignment with yourself and knowing what your yes and your no is. Mm. And, you know, you know, I'm passionate about kids, you know, trusting kids. Yes and no. And when, you know, Ash, my little three, three, almost four-year-old, he, he gets sick. He won't take any medicine. He will not take, like, pharmaceutical anything. <laughs> even, even when he couldn't breathe and he went to hospital, he wouldn't take anything. And he was okay. He ended up being so upset and hysterical that clearly he was breathing fine, mm. you know? So I, 
And in that way, I really trust that if it's such a strong no, I mean, obviously, and if he kept struggling to breathe, obviously, we would mm. make sure he had the medicine. We're not going to kill our child from this. But, you know, and it's not about, yeah, I mean, it's a fine balance with parenting with risk, isn't it? But trusting that his body knows that. Mm. And, you know, same with food and, you know, kids don't get to make a lot of decisions. So it's helpful to facilitate the ones we can mm-hmm. that is their yes and their no and really hearing that because the more we do that, the more they're going to listen to their own inner sense of what is going on. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really hard one for parents. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, someone once told me that I should only ever put myself in a position where there's two winning options. Like you can give your child choices, you know, do you want to watch Ooh. Netflix or Stan? Yeah. Like yeah. you can choose that, yeah. but it's not like an open-ended question. There's still some level of limitations. Do you want to yeah. go to the red playground or the green playground today? Not what yeah. do you want to do today? Yes, exactly. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. And if you're open to what do you want to do today? Yes. You know, sure. But you know, what is there a day that you're really, I mean, it's, I would say they would be red days for parents because parents have stuff to do, you know, exactly. as well. So if you can offer that on a day, awesome. You know, or what yep. do you want to play in the backyard? Yes. You know, or, yeah, what, I've got this, this and this. What do you want to eat? Yeah, and even just, like, particularly food choices, like, listen to your body, like, you know, eat when you're hungry. And because it's hard when, when they go to school and, and stuff like that. I mean, thankfully, our school is quite open to them having snacks when they're hungry. But, you know... <laughs> going okay you have to eat you have to eat at morning tea at 10 30 you, and you, have, have, to, you yeah. have to have something yeah. from this compartment of your lunchbox as well do yeah. not eat your sandwich <laughs> <laughs> it is not sandwich time exactly or, or why haven't you got a sandwich today oh yes yeah because i didn't well, want one yeah. basically i knew yeah. i knew today was going to be the day that i just didn't want a sandwich <laughs> So I've got three apples and a carrot instead. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it's, yeah, it's so funny. Like all of these little choices that we are so often brought up to ignore, like, oh, I'm I'm really hungry, but I can't eat my sandwich because it's not lunchtime. And I've always been one of those people that eats, you know, leftovers for breakfast. And, you know, (laughs) some people want to like get their head around that. Like, but whereas... Tony, my husband, you know, he has cereal every single morning. And I'll be like, let's go out for breakfast. And he'll be like, no, I just want cereal. Like that's, that's, ah! what, like, that's what his body wants. And he's fully aware of that. So Does and he's it? Out, and he, Yes, no, really, um, sadly. Um, oh, gosh. Tony. <laughs> have like, he would have to have a bacon and egg roll, right? Yeah. After cereal, though. Yes. Yes. Is, that con- is there any element of conditioning? I'm, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there absolutely is. Like, you know, do Kellogg's but- have something to answer for in this situation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to investigate that. Maybe there's something more than that meets the eye in the cereal. <laughs> yeah, but just because he likes, you know, that's part of his way of starting the day. Yeah. You know, he gets up earlier than all of us um, because he's a builder. And so he starts work early. So he's used to getting up, having that quiet time, having the cereal, doing a few jobs. So he, 
he needs that space, yeah. you know. And so I think it's more about the ritual of doing that to have the space. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I make my bed every morning. I get each yeah. to their own. Like. I don't, I do some days, some days I don't, but I have to, if I'm going to set myself up for a good day, I have to make my bed mm. and that's, that my, that's my choice though. No one's forcing yeah. me to do it. It's not like yeah. my mum's going to come over and judge me. I told you yeah. to clean your room. Like it's not, <laughs> that's not conditioning. That is yeah. Yeah, probably what Tony's got. Yeah. And Never. everyday magic wise, you know, the, having the cereal is totally about having that full nourishment, you know, through my, from my perspective and making your bed is so like okay well I'm just going to get everything organized for the day mm-hmm. you know it's going to be and, and it's that energy of having things ready mm. you know and it, you take that energy of having things ready through the day and this morning I, I was feeling a bit like oh a bit tired don't know if I want to get up so what I actually did was kind of really snuggle myself in and I'm going to post a daily do, do magic about it. I had, did take a photo and just, I was just spent a moment. Like it probably wasn't even, you know, it might've been a minute just absorbing like the coziness and the, and the held supported feeling of that and the warmth because I'm like, this is, you know, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to lie here and be like, Oh my day. You know, we all, we all wake up like that sometimes. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to like, really take the nourishment and the support and the coziness that I need right now. And mm. then I'm going to get up. You know? Yeah, that's and so true. Yeah. And as I pour my, you know, I always pour my teapot because I always have a cup and saucer. With it. <laughs> and I pour my teapot every time I fill my cup. I, um, you know, I nourish myself and I feel, mm. I, I feel myself up and I, with the intention of fulfillment, you know, and when I when I hold like a tea circle or a circle space or anything, mm. um, doing readings, that's my intention for everybody in the, in the space. Like the intentions are just like I don't even care. This is one of the things that I just don't even care how this works, right? I just love it. I don't I don't want to know the science or the magic or the reasons. I just <laughs> it's like I just have blind faith just in intentions. It yeah. just is don't talk to me about it. I don't want to know. But the other day I was like feeling a little overweight. Like I just don't feel like my jeans are tight. I can't put my clothes on and feel comfortable. I'm just not feeling myself. Yeah. And I said to my husband, Michael, like, do you think I've put weight on? Because you know, sometimes it's just like (laughs) you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable in yourself. And he's like, maybe well no you've definitely been bigger than this and I'm like I was pregnant then I'm sure (laughs) yeah that's what I meant yeah like so this is the biggest I've been not pregnant it's not big it's just that you maybe have put a bit of weight on your thighs which is where I was feeling it and I'm so grateful he could be honest about that yep I can see it and I don't resent him because I brought it to his attention he never said anything I'm sure he wouldn't have ever commented if I didn't bring it up but interestingly I said to him do you think I've lost weight he's like yeah have you been exercising eating differently I'm like no I just set the intention that my food was going to nourish me and stop focusing on the fact that I'd put weight on it's like I just 
was self-loathing or was like this food I'm just out of control when I'm eating like I hate myself I'm gonna eat more like I don't know what was going on I don't I don't like I just don't know I don't care but as soon as I switched that mindset and was like this is the food I want to eat and this food is going to nourish my body yeah it's like I I lost weight and he's like your brain lost weight right I'm like yeah Yeah. my brain lost my weight back to normal that's right and you know if your body believes that your food is nourishing right it's going to use it in a nourishing way if you're stuffing your food for you know and being like guilty like you do that guilty chocolate thing oh I was doing um, that guilty chocolate thing a lot because I was yeah, guilty that I was yeah. putting weight on but then I was also like yeah sad that I was putting weight on so I wanted yeah. more chocolate well physiologically even if it doesn't affect your you know your mindset it's and your brain it affects your cortisol right if you're stressed and you're eating yeah. cortisol you know encourages you <laughs> to hold on to that fat yeah I, and the other day I I mean talking to a friend about sobriety actually and you know not just you know what we classify as addiction you know cigarettes Mm. alcohol drugs whatever like food social media you know tv whatever it is like Mm -hmm. those those repression mechanisms to kind of zone us out Mm -hmm. so we can ignore ourselves also not so good for intuition right and I so I had this piece of chocolate and I just went and it it was you know it was a it was a crappy day. I just mm. was like, oh god, I just I just I'm gonna have a bit of chocolate. And I and I found myself going to the cupboard, getting the chocolate, getting getting the square out. It was a big square, and mm. it was I half was like, a block. No. <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't this time. But I have I'm not saying I haven't done that. You know, it was a square. It was a Cadbury's yeah. block of chocolate was, broken into half. It was, half. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a, one it was square. A lint square. It's a lint square. And, <laughs> Everybody knows they're a good size. And, you know, I'm open to having another one after the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I just went, yeah, actually, like I just acknowledged to myself, I am actually eating this because I'm trying to reduce the stress. I'm having a stressful moment. Mm. I'm trying to escape that moment. And I'm going to eat it anyway, you know, yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm going to just eat this and acknowledge that that's what I'm doing it for. And, um, and I did. And after that, I actually didn't want any more because I just completely honoured where I was at. Yeah, so I, you know, and I have before, I've spoken about, you know, actually enjoying the pleasure of that. So going with the intention of, okay, I'm going to eat this chocolate and I'm inviting pleasure in and this is what I'm doing because I want to change this situation and then eating it. And I think just it's just any kind of repression, right, or suppression of anything makes it worse. <laughs> so then you go, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just not, I'm just pretending like I'm not having this chocolate. I'm just going to eat it. And every, like your intuition is going, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. let's, you know, we can, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. But so yeah, so when you're not listening, and you're deliberately trying to ignore, like your body responds. Yes. And whether it's food or not, if it's like, you know, say you don't want to be somewhere, you have a feeling like you don't want to be somewhere. Like how much anxiety do you have in that moment mm-hmm. when you show up anyway? Because logically you can't think of a reason why you shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. 
True. Yeah. Yeah. And once I, you know, got into between between clients, I thought, I'll visit my mom and my nan and we'll have lunch. And I just had this funny feeling like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, but I still did it because logically, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember when it was. It was quite it was before before my kids were born. Eight or so years ago. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I was I acknowledged the feeling. I still mm. acknowledge the feeling, but I but I still kind of logically went, well, I'm just gonna do that because it's, mm. you know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice. And so I probably heart, you know, tuned in but didn't quite fully tune in. Mm. And I got into a car accident, you know, like somebody was changing lanes and ricocheted off one car into the back of my car and I was fine and everyone was fine. But you know, three cars got like this car bounced off quite a few cars and, and there was an accident. So I didn't make it to lunch anyway, you know, and that's kind of like the big, you hear the big stories of that, Mm. but you know, it doesn't mean we can't, we we don't have to assume that something huge is going to always happen, Mm. but listening to that little voice is is actually really important. Yeah. And we don't always, I think we always jump to the negatives as well. What, like what, what will happen if you stay and can it be good? Yes, yes. And that's happened before as well. You know, I mean, so often you think, oh, I just won't, I, I won't do that. Or, you, you know, you actually listen or you think, I'm, what was it the other day? Ah, so I went to school, <laughs> went to school. We were quite late and it, tur- and, and, uh, it turns out we'd forgotten the, the school bag, the backpack, so no lunch. And school is like 15, 20 minutes away for us. And, you know, I had a three-year-old in the car, not too keen to get back in and out and go home. And, and I, you know, I was, I had appointments and stuff and readings to do. And I was just like, oh. And if we'd done that on time, perhaps mm-hmm. this experience wouldn't have happened. And this, this beautiful, gorgeous friend of mine just said to me, why don't you just go to the shop that's two blocks away? It's got kind of a, a healthy supermarket, it's got a deli, it's got a fruit and veg. Just go get him some food. Bring him some food. <laughs> if yeah. he needs spare clothes, he can go to Lost Property, you know? Yeah. And so and I mean it was too cold to go bushwalking or anything. So he didn't end up needing spare clothes and he just needed food. So I went and the school has a kitchen so I could prepare kind of make sure everything was fine and and I took him lunch. But if we were there on time or earlier or just even by a who knows how many minutes I would have missed that friend and I would have gone because I was intending to go all the way home and come back again. Mm. So, you know, there, there's so much opportunity that we don't necessarily see. Yes. I think our brains are not tuned into finding those moments though. Like we're just the more you practice. Yes. Which is what I love about the space that you offer, but it's like we're so quick to join the, the catastrophe dots like we can always find yeah, yeah, yeah. the problems and the meltdowns and we can yeah. always remember those times that went wrong. Yeah. It's like, you're like five times I've done that now and they've like, it's not worked a single time. It's like, well, how many times did it, did it actually work? Like, are you just being a drama queen bias? Is it like, did you, did you acknowledge the good times? Is that why you're not remembering them? Yeah. Or is that just like you taking it for granted or what's going on there? Yeah, exactly. And I think part of the culture, especially with mums, is 
we or and you know i think australian culture you know you know mm. you don't want to be a tall you don't want to have tall poppy syndrome because mm. you need to be taken down a peg if that's the case it's, which is ridiculous because honestly you want to celebrate your friends when something wonderful happens you know it's just it's just this fear i think we have from the mm. you know from certain aspects of, of the culture and also with mums you know it's meant to be this i don't know like we connect on the hard you mm. know and it's almost like it's meant to be a struggle, but you know, so, and wouldn't it be great if you saw a mum who just went, I'm having an awesome day. My kids are cooperating. It's awesome. Like you would be like every single mum would be like, oh, yeah. not even mum, you know, parent would be like, yes, this is amazing. You know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Imagine the power of that energy just like popping out to, and then, you know, it's, it's inspiring for other people as yeah. well. Oh, I'm going to go yeah. have a good day now as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rather than hide go. in the cupboard and have a square of chocolate. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to have exactly. a good day. You know what? I've got one friend like that who's always like, today, this happened. And it's always a great story. Like, I love that. Your kid has Asperger's and has so many obstacles and barriers. And you are always so upbeat and positive about the little things that he does so well. And I'm like, Jack just does not have anything that I can see that like there's little things going on, like human things, but like, I should be so grateful with all of the things that Jack can do so well, but yet I complain and I focus on the things that he didn't do, like put his pajamas away at 8.47 precisely, you know, like... (laughs) You put yeah. your lunchbox in before your drink bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and I noticed you said should as well. You know, so yeah. there's a lot of should. And I think that's part of the problem. And, you know, like we should be doing this at this time. And we should be, you know, my kids should be doing this a certain way. And I actually don't feel good right now. So my kids should be changing that. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, it's so ingrained. And, of course, because so many of us were brought up that way, it's, it's how you're programmed, you know, and yeah. so many people grow up leaving their bodies from, you know, uh, I guess if you talk about spirit and body, like just leaving, spirit leaves the body and you, that's where kind of we zone out, mm. uh, in, my, in my opinion, you know. And we're so taught that and as a coping mechanism, like because what do you do when you're a small child and your parent? It's trying to make you responsible for their feelings, essentially, mm. consciously or unconsciously. What do you do? You need to escape because that's too heavy. That's too much. Mm. And, you know, we have all these beautiful moments too where our kids come up and, you know, often if you walk away in frustration or whatever, they do come in and they mm. do come and give you a cuddle and they do say, I love you, mum, or they do, you know, often my eldest now who's almost seven will come in and, you know, when I'm after I'm really oh, about something, I say I'm just I'm just so frustrated. I really wanted to let's use the school. I really wanted to get to school on time today. You know, and I will own my own stuff. I mean, I don't always. I'm not I'm not perfect. I'm human, but no, I really wanted to get to school on time today. And you know, then often it gives the space of reflection. And my eldest will say, oh, I really regret getting distracted this morning, or you know, and I don't want him to have lots of regrets. Mm. At the same time, I just say, I, I appreciate, you know, 
your awareness and you can make a different choice next time. Mm -hmm. So I think that having that, that space to listen to ourselves and if we feel like something should be happening and it's not, or, you know, we need to do something in a certain way. Yeah. Or if we feel responsible for what's going on for someone else in any way, we don't actually have the space to notice mm. how we're feeling. And often our intuitive actions come from that, noticing how we're feeling and going from there. And I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like the damage, damaging kind of subconscious activity that we do to numb. Um, yeah, I mean, because often you walk into a room, like I don't know if this happens. I mean, I know people walk into a room and think, why did I, why was I here? Mm. But sometimes you can walk into a room and you can see something like, oh, yeah, I did need that for later. You know, that happens yeah. to me a lot. <laughs> and I think, oh, yeah, I do need that later today. You know? Yes. So yeah. true. So how can we get more of more of you? How can we work with you? Where can we find you? What's yeah. going on? Oh my goodness, what's going on? I feel like before that I need to just yeah. clarify something, if that's okay. Absolutely. About and this is actually what it, 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 it ties in beautifully. There you go. There's my intuition showing okay. up. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because this is, so in the membership, we're going to focus on the, um, the gateway to intuition and magic at the moment. And what I really wanted to mention was that, you know, you, there's so much confusion around if we manifest, if we intuitively know it or, you know, mm. all of those pieces. And I think if it's that little niggle or that little piece that, that keeps coming up and stepping away and coming up and stepping away, then that's more intuitive. Or if you have a passing thought, like, oh, we're, we're going to be late today, mm. you know, that's really intuitive. And perhaps just, you know, the muses or your spirit guides or whoever, your angels, whatever you want to say, or your higher self or your sixth sense, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> There's many labels. That's just your awareness, just mm. going, oh, okay. Whereas if, if you're like, oh, we're going to be late, oh, my God, we're going to, we're going to, you know, the, the intense energy is more mm -hmm. likely to create something. Yes. Than, yeah. So and so if we all celebrate and be like, yeah, you're having an awesome day, then yep. that's going to create that energy. So it's definitely, I feel like there's a piece around the non-attachment there that people can be aware of. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I've often wondered, thank you for bringing that up, often wondered the difference between what is just because I have no control of or what I manifested. Because sometimes I'm like, did I manifest that bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> did I do that? Or is that just a surprise? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and I think to myself, did I manifest like this moldy house with the <laughs> not doing anything? Yeah. I did say I wanted to get rid of half my stuff, but I meant more Marie Kondo style, so not like, <laughs> you know, mold, no choice, no autonomy style. <laughs> so, you know, and you can look at that, but. I mean, it is, it is the yeah. current situation. So does it even matter yeah. if you manifested it, you know, six months ago or if yeah. you intuitively knew, like, you know, I mean, I know as soon as my um, eldest started a certain cough, I went, there's mold in this house. We've got a problem, you know, and I feel like that was definitely, 
you know, we mm. can even call that mother's intuition because I'm aware of a certain cough and, you yeah. know, so it yeah. feels different, you know? Yeah, it does. It does. Cause you know, when you're like, I really don't want to do that thing on the weekend and you're really stressy about it. Like, you know, that you don't want to do it and you live oh. in that sort of anxious state. Yeah. How am I going to get out of it? Like yeah. something else come up, like, I don't want to go. What's going to happen when I'm there? Like I'm really anxious and thinking about it for days and days and days. And then you wake up with a cold. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like that was higher level exactly. intensity. Yeah. You manifested the cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And our bodies find a way. Like if oh, we always. want something, our bodies and, or if something's going on, our bodies will signal to us or our bodies will find a way for us to have what I want. They're so like our bodies are loyal servants to us, right? Yeah, like absolutely. We can be against them or we can be with, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It's so, so interesting. Yeah. Agree. You still yeah. don't have to tell us how we can work with you, though. I know. I know. that slightly? And no, I wasn't. I was just like, is there anything else? But I was like, okay. okay. No, I felt in the same moment. Yes. Let's. I don't think I'm resisting, but I will feel into that later. All right. Yeah. Me being very blunt, asking you, (laughs) what are you resisting? (laughs) Clarity is good. What am I resisting? That's a good question. And actually, I think there's nothing. I feel like my first (gasps) sense is nothing right now. So hopefully that means the the house situation will shift. (laughs) You know what? I feel like I'm resisting so much and I know exactly what it is, but yet I'm resisting dealing with it. Yeah, yeah, see, intuitively, you know. I know, right? I know, I've yeah. always known. It's like this thing, it's like the ongoing thing. Like yeah. I know since day one that there was something wrong. And yes. And maybe you need to ask what your first step is instead of intuitively trying to do the whole thing. Yeah, that's like, so true. What's the first step I need to do? Like often when I do spell casting and magic, which is one thing I do do, I offer personalized rituals as well. You know, I say, What's my next step? Because you don't want to be like, what do I have to do? What's my plan? Too overwhelming. Um, Yeah. What's my next step? Yeah. Yeah. And often you might just have a sense of like, go to the kitchen. Okay. Sure. I'll do that. That's what I'm going to do next. And And you tell about me do, and it might be something irrelevant, but that's your next step. That's your next step. And it's exactly how you learn something. It's not like you go, I'm going to learn how to be a Kung Fu master. (laughs) And then you just are. It's like, end result boom like that like what's yep. the next step to that yeah. get to that goal like what do i actually need to do first exactly this exactly. is a process it is it is and as you know in the magical membership yes. magical membership space that i offer we do a lot of it's all about intuition uh, magic pleasure authenticity and you know and i think your own your own variation of spirituality and the big piece that I'm passionate about is there's not just one way it's your way it's it feels aligned it's authentic so there are different ways you know that we have intuition practice and there's regular guidance and there's Q&A's for you know all of those questions so you really can delve in and ask and you know to start off with we have a little zoom cuppa together so we can really tune in to what you're looking for and where your magic and intuition actually do lie mm-hmm. and where we need to practice more. And it's so interesting that we, you know, we often resist the things we love and often that's where our, our magic is. So, you know, 
uh, I'm, I'm sidetracking again. So I think because I just see so many big pieces because yeah. it's not just about having this little space. It's about having this space to expand all of the magic and yeah. living intuitively aligned into your whole life. And yeah. the way we do it is little practices that are easy to do. There's no attachment. You know, some people can guess how many letters are in their letterbox, you know, mm. and some people can see symbols in teacups and <laughs> some people can, you know, just there's a word and they know straight from that. Yes. So it's really about tuning into what, what's your magic. Yeah. yeah. I've got a really, I've got a really big analogy brewing here. Do you want to work it. it out? You know I love analogies. I know, and we work out these so well together. We're just like the analogy yeah. team. So you've got a solar system, right? The stars. Yeah. You've yeah. got a sun, which I'd say the sun represents your own magic and your desire and your like heat and warmth and your radiance, your radiance like all of that. But then there are all the other stars. Mm-hmm. And you need all of those other stars. Like you need those stars for... Uh, like when you can't see the sun, like at yeah. night yeah. or directions and guidance and to pin other meanings to and to hold space for other things. And like you can have your sun, but you sort of like need all the other elements too. And the more yeah. meaning co- that comes into those other elements, the more powerful everything happens. It's like learning as well, I think. Yeah. You, you, yeah. It's like a giant connect the dots. Eventually, you'll map out the whole thing and it will yeah. all make sense together. But until then, you've got, you've got one, you've got your sun, that's where you are now, and then you can see the next star. Like, yeah. what, what is that? Yeah. And then you might connect three and then suddenly a group of 15 over here that you had previously mapped yeah. out then connect. Mm, yes, and it's so interesting because the, I love, I just love this whole thing, but... The more you look at the sky with stars, the more you see. Yes. So the more you focus on that and you draw your awareness to it, the more you see. And then, you know, the more you see different constellations or you go, oh, this looks like this. And, you know, yeah. as you say, it all connects. And it's a very ancient practice as well, mm. like mapping out the stars and people knowing where, you know, and we still say we have our North Star, you know, mm. and stuff like that. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. but you need you need to assign some meaning to those empty, empty yeah. dots. Yes. Until there's meaning, yeah. like, they, they, how do they yeah. how do they serve and you? you? Yeah, mm. and you need the space to see it. Like when you're yeah. you're the sun, the sun's like right there. It's mm. it's bright and radiant, and it's hot and it's beautiful and it's magnificent. But you can't see a lot else when you're looking at the sun. Yeah. So you need to be kind of like in that space. That's yes. space and to see the stars. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. On that note. Well, we're, we're both thrilled. We're both if you're still that. with us. <laughs> if you're still with us, if you totally get it, then you need to, you need to be in the group. Yeah, yeah. If you understood <laughs> any of that. Or if you want to. <laughs> see you in the membership. Yeah, if you want to understand it. If you like, yeah. that sounded batshit crazy, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My body's like, yes. My mind is like, what? (laughs) Then I'll see you in the membership because I'm there and I love it. And I love practicing and learning and connecting with my dots, my stars. And just seeing what other people see. I love the fact that everyone sees something differently 
and yeah. yet they have a common thread. Yes. It's just yum. It's it is. It really is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so the link to the membership is bit.ly forward slash magical membership. And everything else you can find at readingsforclarity.com or cat curl everyday magic on Instagram and Facebook. And I'll or is put it the cat everyday magic on Instagram. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's fine. If you're listening <laughs> to the podcast, swipe to the show notes and I'll put the URLs in. Just click the buttons. Woohoo. That's and why I- see that's why we need the balance, right? Of intuition and, and practicality because yeah. you know, if you're not grounded and you don't have anything practical, you, you can't do anything with your intuition. And if you're all practical, then you, you kind of don't necessarily navigate around obstacles that you could. So true. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Dropping all off there. Yeah. <laughs> all of the nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> thank you for your time. All right. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Always. Ooh, cat curl. Isn't she just the best? Love her. And I've got something to share with you. So for the last eight months, I have been recording behind the scenes month to month of a startup business. Uh, Jessica Gwynn is starting Gwynco, which is a fashion label for women who have long torsos. So can I hear an amen for anyone who's listening who um, has the automatic name association going on when I say jumpsuit or onesie, you think camel toe. So... If you're one of those long torsoed women, and you know what? Jess actually told me that 95% of the women are those women. The jumpsuits are only made for 5% of the population. Like only 5% fit into the category of normal and 95% of us are not normal, but you know, the major- we're in the majority. So I'd say, but we're normal, right? Anyway, this is a behind the scenes, honest, real, raw, month to month recap of what happens during the startup of a fashion label. So we're talking investors, we're talking with dealing with, um, talking about producing the labels. We're talking about dealing with manufacturers and offshore, onshore, all of those things, pricing, um, timelines, deadlines, dealing with the unknown, being prepared for what's coming next and just generally going with the flow. So it is so honest, like, Jess cries in some of these episodes. It is so real, so honest, so raw. Um, and I'm so honored to have have been able to, to capture this in such an honest and authentic way and then to be able to share it with you. So that episode is coming out next, which will be, I mean, where I've got so much audio, it's going to be a very quick um condensed edited because you mean we don't need this to be an eight episode series do we uh of the first two or three months I'm gonna say two or three months in the first episode of what actually what actually goes on behind the scenes but not from a looking back in time um sort of documentary but an actual we are there with her each month watching progress happen sort of perspective so really excited to be bringing that to you next month stay tuned also if you are if you are listening head over to itunes if you are still listening right we're like an hour and 10 minutes in if you are have you made it to this point in this podcast then i would say that you have liked it i'm going to go out on a limb and say you have enjoyed this episode so if that is you still listening make sure you head over to itunes subscribe leave a review and screen grab, share it, 
tell your friends that you enjoyed it. Uh, Tell your friends that this is a business podcast for women by women sharing the behind the scenes learning journeys, the stuff we don't talk about, what goes on behind that Insta perfect veil and really getting to the honest nuts and bolts of, of what happens so we can normalize normalize this stuff we we learn so much in business and it sort of just like never gets talked about because it's not what we're doing it's not the end result so by sharing our journeys then we're probably going to be saving some women from a little bit of heartache normalizing some stuff for others and sharing what we've learned so that people don't have to keep relearning the same mistakes that's what we're all about here so make sure you share let other women in business know that this is what we're doing because your love and support and feedback and testimonials and just your feedback and testimonials basically make everything that we do that we work hard for here behind the scenes um makes it all worthwhile so thank you for listening and that is me i'm all done and i will see you next episode with jessica Gwyn with startup journey of Gwynco. Thanks for listening, Skill Seeker. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. So you don't miss a thing and we continue to book these amazing guests for you, head on over to iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, leave us a review. Catch you next week as we chat to another amazing guest and learn about what they know now that they wish they knew then.